Hello there, everybody, and welcome to episode 88 of the Play to Win podcast, show where we break down the week's biggest gaming news through in-depth discussion. My name is Tyler, and I am, of course, joined by my co-host here, super cool co-host here, Tyler as well from Good Game We Lost. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Hello from the future, because we are recording this the day after we recorded our one yesterday, and uh, it is now 2023, uh, by the or it'll be 2023 the next time we show up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, as he said, we are recording this the day, uh, the day after we recorded episode 87. That way you all would have an episode uh, for the day after Christmas on the 26th. Uh, and then it's going to be a one week break that first week of January. There will be no podcast episode, but we will return uh, the Monday of the second week of January. Uh, that is January 9th. I believe we will be back. Wait. Yes. January 9th. We'll be back January 9th with our game of the year episode. So this episode, we're pre-recording it in advance. One week break, back January 9th. Fun times all around. Um, real quickly, so in last week's episode, well, yesterday's episode that we recorded, episode 87, um, I said, you know, yeah, sorry if I sound a bit weird, you know, <clears throat> my throat's being all kind of odd and stuff like that. Turns out I have COVID. <laughs> so, you know, between the two episodes, between the episodes, found out I had COVID and then kind of went through it. And right now I'm I'm feeling okay-ish. Like I'm not dying over here. I got this cough. Um, still a bit so sore. Let him you, folks. He's going through his own version of the flu game right now. <laughs> I mean, shoot. After to, after we record this today, I got to do laundry and then I got to edit episode 87. And then after that, I'm going to try and actually rest and relax. But it's going to be a few hours before I'm able to do that. So with all that said, all that out the way. Remember, subscribe to the channel if you're on YouTube. Hit the notification bell. Leave a like, comment, and share the show with anyone and everyone. Look at what the man's doing for you. He's over here. <laughs> he's over here dying, recording a pod. Just come on. You can sub. It's not that <laughs> you, hard. You can. It's like, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for calling it out. I'm over here, sick with COVID, doing an episode for everyone. Come on now. Subscribe on podcast services too. And leave that five-star review. Out. Yes, call for my lungs out. Leave the five star review as well. It's you know it's greatly appreciated, and it will help make my sick heart feel so much better if you all did those things. Um, this episode, it's it's no news, no news. This episode, instead, we're looking towards twenty twenty three. We're not getting hyped for games in twenty twenty three yet. That's going to be another episode in the future. What we're doing this episode though, we're going to be talking about the big three platform holders in twenty twenty three. Xbox. PlayStation and Nintendo. And each kind of the conversation around each one is going to be centered around a central question and or talking point, so to speak. Um, and we're going to start with Xbox, then we'll do that PlayStation, and then we'll wrap it all up with Nintendo. Um, we always say this, but it should not actually be that long of an episode. I think the, the discussions, you know, probably probably fairly lengthy, but shouldn't be too, too long or anything like that. Um, but I think it should still be a fun one, nonetheless. We do always say that. Oh my god, we, we do. I'm, we I'm say that a lot. One to blame. I always, it's like the eyes bigger than your stomach thing, but like the reverse. Uh, my head thinking that like, yeah, we can get through that quickly, and then my mouth is just right cashing checks or writing checks. It can't cash. My mouth's just like, nah, this is gonna be longer. <laughs> I'm, I'm guilty of it too. We both are. We it just it just happens. Sometimes the conversation just. It's flowing and it feels good and it just it just goes. It, it's like the Michael Scott says. Sometimes I start a sentence and I don't know where it's going. I just follow it along the way and hope I get to the end. Yeah, hundred <clears> percent. <throat> all right, all that hullabaloo, all the 
you know, shenanigans out the way. Let's start talking about Xbox. Yeah, let's Xbox. get our vegetables out the way. It's the thing we don't want to talk about. No, I'm just nah. but I mean it is the platform we I think probably both play the least on. Um pre-show probably. yesterday I was talking about how uh <laughs> I had $25 on my Xbox account chilling for almost a year. It was a Christmas present last year. <laughs> just hadn't used it because I had stopped subbing game to Game Pass like after January. Um and I just like I don't turn on my Xbox, man. Like, yeah, I, this is their whole platform. It's like we want you to be in the ecosystem. I am as plugged into games as you can be, and they just have not given me a reason to fucking turn it on since last January. You know, um, no, because like, what has there been any exclusives this year? Uh, been... There was Pentiment, Pentiment at the end of the year, but like in terms of big AAA first party exclusives, no. And that I feel like that's a good way to like segue into our core conversation here because you know every year there's a every the, every year the the I guess the common running joke is, or running joke or running talking point is oh next year is going to be the year next year is going to be the year next year is going to be the year and like it never actually ends up happening like last year 2021 it was supposed it was like all right Halo's coming Forza Motorsports coming I mean not, not Motorsport Forza Horizon is coming. It's gonna be awesome, and like Horizon was awesome, yeah. Uh, reviewed great. Halo came out, and everyone liked it. But then the live service just like took a giant nosedive right at launch. Um, so like that was an issue there. And then 2022, it's like okay, well, we got Starfield and Redfall. Those are coming, and you know what else did they have announced? Like those things should be probably be coming pretty soon too. And then Starfield and Redfall both got delayed to next year, and we still haven't really heard much about any of the new projects that they have the games that like we've already known about that they've already announced and even the teams that still haven't announced anything although they've been owned by microsoft and put out a game a very long time ago aka compulsion so now it's looking like okay here we go again with talking point 2023 is going to be the year 2023 is going to be the year here's the question here's the core question i want to censor the xbox conversation around will 2023 finally be xbox's year because i think it needs to be xbox's year i don't think they'll be dead in the water if it's not but 2023 needs to be xbox's year in so many different ways whether it be games whether it be announcements whether it be showcases they need to just completely step it up in 2023 and be like hey we've been talking all this stuff for years we've been buying all these things up and we've been you know constantly saying it's gonna. It's coming soon. It's coming soon. We haven't really been able to live up to the promise of what we have. Now we're doing it. Now we're doing it with our games. You have these big games coming out from Bethesda. Halo is in a better place now. Forza Motorsports coming. I think. Yeah. So it needs to be their year. But will it be? What do you think? Uh that's a that's a very it's a difficult question to answer, even though it's like simple. Um mathematically just to hedge i i'm just gonna say no um because just prove it i guess is like i'm always the kind of person that's like okay show me like i understand the core concept the promise that it's supposed to be um but you know you like you know i love my cross medium analogies here and it's just like it reminds me of sports uh especially like in football or basketball where it's like 
this prospect that's all tools. Like he's got a huge arm. He can run fast, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, well we've, and then this will happen sometimes. You're just like, you'll hear how great someone is in practice or something. It's like, all right, well fucking show us, man. Cause it's been three years and this guy can't do anything on the field. And it's like game pass right now is their version of, well, the quarterback can run the ball. It's like, all right, well, can he throw it? Cause that's kind of his <laughs> job. And so it's like, well, a game pass. It's like, okay, but you're publishing other people's, you're just putting other people's games out there. It's a service. It's not what you're supposed to do, which is make first party games that we all want to play. Um, and I like when I say no, I'm not saying that like, I think Xbox is going to go down in flames, but I think the year that promise like, or, you know, even different analogies, like the Prince that was promised, like, I don't know if that's ever going to come true in the sense that like the way Xbox diehards want it to, um, it's going to be a more complicated answer than like LOL Xbox sucks or like it's all happening. Um, I think it's going to be much more like we get a couple games, but there's still, it's still not this monolithic service that Xbox wants it to be. I think Xbox wants a game a month, basically just like the conversation is constantly revolving around Xbox and they just feel like this monopoly, like every single hit is Xbox only. And you got to have an Xbox. And I just don't know. That's like not how games work. It's just too hard. Like you have to own too many properties to get to that point. Um, and yeah. I think Microsoft has shown that they don't have the patience to put in the R and D and own that many like self-created studios. And I think we're starting to already see, talk about it here in a little bit, the logistical issues that arise with trying to acquire that many people. You're going to piss off to, uh, or acquire that many studios. You're going to piss off in properties. You're going to piss off too many people, uh, too much competition. And then also there is a le- like an ethical question of like, is this a monopoly at a certain point if you're just trying to buy everything out? Um, so I think the complex answer is like, we get potentially three, four, even five games. But is that enough? You know, yeah, yeah, maybe they'll dominate the conversation. Twitter dorks like us, we'll talk about it for <laughs> or hear other people talk about it four to five times this year. But like, I don't know, it, like Game Pass has worked for like, you know, me, Maws and Peepaws across the US where it's <laughs> like, okay, there, this is the thing I can sell my kid on. And like Game Pass is a good value. There's That's just inherently true. But I mean, like, I don't know, at some point you got to have the juice and do those four to five games start changing how people like at large think of Xbox. I don't know. Xbox has just kind of cultivated a reputation over the last two decades of like, this is what we do. This is what we make. I don't know if game pass changes that the way they think it's changed it. I don't know if that can really change the deep rooted feeling from a lot of people that like PlayStation is where we go for a bunch of good games and Microsoft is where we go to play online multiplayer. Like, and I, I realize the American view of it, but I like, I don't know from what I see that that just seems to apply even more so in Europe and uh, out, uh, out East. So man, I, I do not know. Um, I don't know if it's possible for Microsoft to do what they want, but I do right. think this will be a better year. It's the, the long way to say my short answer. <laughs> no, I, I think that you, you raised some good points there and I think we can, we can all, we can run it all back and kind of start with Starfield, I think. 2020 like 2023 yeah, that'll Starfield, come out for sure <laughs> starfield's coming out 2023 supposed to be in the first half of the year unless it gets delayed delays happen it's supposed to be in the first half of the year honestly i believe that if starfield comes out 
and is a good game and is that you know and lives up to the promise and all like that and is a you know another good great bethesda rpg new ip and everything i think on that level alone xbox will i think 2023 would be xbox's year if starfield alone hits i think because again like i just said like it's a new ip from bethesda it's a new one of the new rpgs and all like that and you know those are bethesda rpgs are a big deal when they drop it being a new ip makes it even a much bigger deal so if this could come out and be successful and stuff i think that right there makes it okay it was a great year for xbox but that alone i think it's I think it's enough in a vacuum when you look at the fact that man, twenty twenty two was empty for them. Um, yeah, I think. And, that, oh god. Well, I was gonna say, and also when you think about the fact that it's it's one of the big first new games from one of their acquisitions in quite a bit of time. Um, so I think in a vacuum, it's it's enough. But when you look at big picture for twenty twenty three, it's like okay, there is Redfall. You say Forza Motorsports next year, but again, what else is what else is there for us? What and maybe not even necessarily releasing in 2023, but what else is there for you to talk about, for you to show us in 2023? We have seen nothing of Contraband, that game that they're partnering with Avalanche on. <laughs> we have seen a bit of Hellblade, but that game was announced in what 2019? It was announced in 2019, and we've seen one cinematic trailer and then a lengthy gameplay demo at Game Awards in 2021, I believe. But we've seen nothing more since then. And it seems that that game is still, I don't want to say super early, but like it seems like it's it's taking its time to be made, which is not a bad thing. Take your time. But again, it's like when the game was announced so long ago and we've still, we still seen and know very little about it. It's like, what's happening here? Like, is this game nearly done? How long do we have to wait for it? There's Perfect Dark where we've only seen a CG trailer announcing the game, and then we know that Crystal Dynamics came on, so now they're partnering and working with Crystal Dynamics to make the game, and we've heard about, like, some behind-the-scenes development troubles over there at the studio, so, like, that doesn't seem like it's doing all that well. Fable, we've seen one trailer for back in 2020, know nothing about what the status of that game at all. Like I said, there's Compulsion, which they had acquired them such a long time ago. There's rumors about what they're working on, but we know nothing about it. There is also Avowed, the game from uh, Obsidian, which I believe, you know, Obsidian, let them cook. Obsidian so far has proved to be the best acquisition that they've made so far. We've gotten Grounded from them, which depending on how you feel about Grounded, it's turned out pretty well so far. Um, then there was Pentiment, which they just put out, which it's more niche, but again, turned out to be a pretty solid game. So Avowed, there's hope for Avowed, but again, we know basically nothing about it. We've seen nothing since that first CG trailer back in 2020 so like there's all these games that we know of that we know very little about we haven't seen anything before we haven't heard about in such a long time where are they what's going on with them when are we going to see those games when are we going to be playing those games when are we going to be hearing about other projects from your other studios like what's going on over there uh, you know at xbox like it is i think they need to they need to work on that and if they at least give us information on each of the games that they've announced so far, right? Give us information on them. And if they can do that, then I think they'll, again, it'll contribute to Xbox having a better 2023 because we'll have a better picture of, okay, 
this is what Xbox is building up. This is what they are working on. This is what we can expect from them in the next year or so. But right now, it's just a bunch of giant mysteries and the, just the promise. Like right now, it's still just the promise of it, the promise of all this greatness. But that <clears throat> promise is like it's it's a it's a rocky promise because Xbox still hasn't proved, like Sony has proved that like they haven't even proved they're gonna put those games out. <clears throat> That's the thing. Every time we see a PlayStation game, it's a pretty good outside of like some famous examples of it not working uh, with agent, you know, but just like really yeah. we have to think of the examples where it hasn't happened. Right. Where we're talking about with Microsoft. Like, yeah. what, like that one is just like up in the air. My, like uh, PlayStation, all I can think of is like agent and deep down. That was right. what it and was those called, weren't right? even first party games. Agent was a rock exactly. star. It's just like was stuff that was out of their control. Microsoft over here announcing Phantom Dust just CG trailer never comes out. Just like shit like that. Scalebound, um, even stuff with Platinum Games, and then that guy canceled. Scale, I was about to say Scalebound was my next one. Um, but quick before I let this thought disappears, um, is there a bigger uh, mistake, like obvious mistake or bag fumbling in recent history um, than with hindsight? With you know, obviously the benefit of hindsight than Microsoft apparently fucking up whatever relationship they potentially had and the ability to buy out uh, Insomniac because, I mean, you talk about a studio that having it, we're talking about 2021 or we're talking about 2020 Insomniac puts out a literal platform selling game in Miles Morales. Mm -hmm. 2021, another platform selling game in Ratchet and Clank. They take it 2022 off. We're getting Spider-Man fucking two in 2023. That studio doesn't miss. And, and they, they also are cranking have worked, games out. They're also working on Wolverine too. And Microsoft basically courted them. They had home court. They let them make a game. And for whatever reason, Insomniac did not like working with them. And now Sony's got to, in hindsight, be like, how did we not lock that down originally? Thank <laughs> God we did. Because right. they are saving our ass this gen. Like, I don't think, like if we're talking about you know, we're talking, we're, it's all broad picture. They've got to be the current gen MVP, right? Like, it's just definitely one of them. They are saving Microsoft because, yeah, Sony Santa Monica is great. Like, it's always great to have quality, but quantity also matters when you're talking about like, how do we sell units? How do we get people excited for the console we're making? And it's like, Insomniac does it because you just know hits are coming out. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like on Xbox's side right now, that's Obsidian. Again, grounded. They put out which that's true. Pentiment, that's true. I'll grounded give it city and credit. Yeah, like yeah, grounded and Pentiment, both more niche type of titles. But yeah, that's titles that like wouldn't have happened most likely. And I'm pretty sure they even confirmed this too. Wouldn't have happened if it was not for Game Pass. And I think this is a nice way to kind of segue into Game Pass. Um, like Game Pass, it's kind of been the one thing that has um. Hold on a second. Ah, had a cough there. Um, it's kind of been the one thing that's really been holding up Xbox as a whole. I honestly, I feel like you could argue it's been holding up Xbox since the generation started in terms of like, again, there hasn't been too many exclusive games in their first party studios. Um, the ones that have, there's been like few that have come out that have been like, yeah, this is awesome and all like that. So right now, Game Pass has been the one thing that they've really been relying on and not just necessarily for first party. They've been working to get third-party games onto Game Pass, like and not just like a random Joe Schmo third-party game, like big third-party games onto Game Pass. 
whether it be day one or sometime down the road. And we really saw that happen a whole lot more in 2021. We saw Game Pass really come into its own and be this place where, yeah, you can play these big third-party games on your system day one. Uh, or if not day one, shortly after. Scarlet Nexus is one that I'm thinking of right now because, you know, big. it was a big Bandai Namco, our JRPG and all that Xbox had marketing for. And it wasn't their day one, but it came a couple months later and all like that. And like, that's just one example off the top of my head. I'm sure there are actually better examples for third party from last year. Yeah. Um, a great example coming mm. up. We just talked about, I think we talked about this last episode because uh, I had lo- just logged into my Xbox and seen the Game Pass thing. Getting Atomic Heart and Wolong. Yes. Like within a two week span. Right. Like those are, are big ones that will really help, not just help those games, but also help fill in the gaps between first party releases. And that's the thing. Game Pass, the main draw of Game Pass, I think in my head, is you get these all these first party games for free on day one. That's the real draw of it. So if you're new to the Xbox community, you have a giant back catalog of first party games to play. If you've already been in the xbox community you know that you can look forward to first party games being you know free with your subscription you don't have to pay for them and that's huge but it like it, it then begs the question of is a game pass subscription worth it if like there really aren't any first party games coming and i just have to rely on third party games the third party games are mentioned just filling the gaps between first party releases but if we're going a whole year without first party releases and the third party games aren't really hitting then what's the point you know why am i here so yeah, I think next um, year and is I just want to be, be a better year for it. I hope it will be. I just want to be clear about something. Like I think at times I can probably, you know, we can probably come across, uh, especially me, as negative about um, about Game Pass in general. But I will say this: like, I mean, you talk about saving it this gen. If you look back at last gen, I genuinely believe there's an argument to be made that Game Pass saved Xbox as a brand, like. They were fucked, like capital F fucked mid-gen last last gen. And the gen ended up terribly, but they sold a whole fan base uh, on promise and consumer friendliness. Like their backs were against the wall. Companies do not like to be like, how does the best value of all time sound? That's how you know companies are <laughs> down bad. But I mean, all props to, uh, what's his name? I apologize, Phil Spencer. Uh, for developing a strategy that could sell people. Like he knew we need some kind of hope and something with direction. Now, I may not be a believer that I think that's going to ultimately work in the vision that some people are intending. I think they may be diluting themselves a little bit, but it was certainly better than whatever they were rolling out there before. And I mean, that that's the problem. Like all, it, it kind of draws back to what I said earlier is like, you fostered what this company was known for and it just wasn't working out. It was flaming out. People were getting sick of Halo, Forza, Xbox. Years. You had Don Matrick just looking like an asshat out here rolling out <laughs> Zingua, Zingua, Zinga acquisitions and selling a, us a cable box. And it was just like, there were no games, co- there was no cavalry coming. Xbox One was kind of doomed the moment it came out. And yeah, it sold units, but like, it didn't sell games. It certainly didn't like it was maybe profitable for Microsoft as a whole. But like if you think Microsoft's in it for like bare minimum profits, they're not. Xbox has to like deli- like PlayStation is literally saving Sony. So like that's not going anywhere anytime soon. And that was just not the case with Microsoft. So I really do think Game Pass saved them. And, you know, however this ends out, 
it was an experiment worth trying. I just want to be clear because again, I can be, I can, it can come across as cynicism or negativity, but I promise it's not like I just hate Xbox. It's because it's an unproven strategy and we can only judge it based off the results so far. I'm not judging it based off promise here, but yeah. um, I do understand what they're going for and respect the balls it takes to make those decisions. Like, like I said, Phil Spencer came in with something really smart, but also really gutsy. Yeah. Especially, you know, considering that they're going to be raising first party games to $70 next year. So it's like game pass is going to yeah. be more important, more valuable. And of course a game pass price increase is going to happen at some point. Most likely I imagine, and you probably agree with me on this, after this Activision Blizzard acquisition closes, if it closes at all. Um, now, I feel like, aside from the games, that acquisition is like the big thing that Microsoft and Xbox has to worry about for 2023. If they can land that, I think in their heads, they will have been, they will do a great job for 2023. I think if they can, that's what they're thinking of, if they can land it. And I mean, we've we've kind of talked about it before, so I don't want to beat a dead horse with this topic. Um, but I mean, you know, considering there have been, you know, new developments and all with the FTC now suing to block the acquisition and all like that. Just one final check-in. Do you think it's going to go through? Or do you think it's, it's not going to happen? You know, I really thought it was just inevitable that it was going to happen. Um, but I don't know anymore. Like, I genuinely, that's not a cop-out. I just genuinely... Yeah. think it's possible now that it doesn't i'm still yeah. gonna err on the side of yes but and and here's the reason um because we've now all of a sudden seen reports that microsoft is like all right we'll make a deal that like we sell it we we're, we allow you to sell call of duty basically no matter what so i think i think sony at some point just says I like, I think Call of Duty has been their whole big hang up this whole time. And I think at some point Sony go, realizes like we've got a leverage point. This may go through anyways. Do we want to like play like just odds wise, you got to look at it eventually and go, yeah, it's a pretty good deal. Let's just take the, let's just take the Call of Duty offer. So I think that'll eventually be what'll happen. I think once Sony shuts up and stops making a big deal about it, I think there's a chance that it goes through. Yeah, I, I, just like you, I used to think, oh, yeah, it's, it's most likely going to go through um, as much as I didn't want it to. Um, and then this happened. I'm like, oh, maybe it won't now. I'm, I'm not too sure. I, I still think it will. But even just like you, I'm just like, ah, I think this could go either way, actually, at this point. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't have too much more to say about it. I, I've spoken about this topic to death on this show. Um, and I hate talking about topics to death with no new substantial information to talk about. Um, so that's what I'm going to leave my thoughts on that acquisition at. And I think we can wrap up Xbox here just by saying, at least on my end, um, just by saying Xbox 2023, I, I, it needs to be the year. It needs to be a great year. We, we can't have another, oh, wait till next year. Wait till next year. Oh, these all these games you heard about, you're not going to hear about them again. And I mean, like, to be fair, I thought that their move this past um, E3 of, hey, we're only showing games coming in the next six months. I thought that was a smart thing to kind of avoid the trap they fall into of showing games or announcing games that are like clearly five years out or like not even really early in development. Like it was a smart way to avoid that trap entirely. Um, but for the games that you've announced that we know are in the works, we need to see something. We need to see something. We need to hear something about each of these games um, throughout the year, not just at one time, but like all throughout the year. That's where I fall. Yeah, 
Makes sense. All right. Are you ready to talk PlayStation now? You know I am. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Well, so the question, the, the core talking point for PlayStation, you know, they've they've been doing great, in, in my opinion. They've stumbled a bit this year in regards to how they rolled out their new PlayStation Plus service with the extra and the premium and all. Kind of stumbled a bit with how they rolled that out. They definitely stumbled in regards to PlayStation Premium getting at any, you know, actual classic games and, you know, at all. Um, but I think for the most part, this year has been pretty solid for them. Uh, you know, you had Horizon come out, you had Gran Turismo 7, you had God of War Ragnarok come out, three great games there. I know Gran Turismo had some microtransaction kind of controversy and always online controversy, but for the most part, games-wise, did a solid job. You know, they also had Stray as like a first party, not first party game, but like, you know, like a marketing and all like that for Stray and all like that. So they had some pretty, they did pretty good games wise. Um, communication wise, Jim Ryan was putting his foot in his mouth a lot this year. Uh, you know, yeah. but like saying, oh yeah, you know, difference of opinions, just, you know, respect opinions and all like that. Now let me talk about my cats and stuff. It's just like, sir, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Um, I need to give him a bad look for cat people. <clears throat> yeah, he's like Tyler. Like, how did you feel as a cat person when, when you know you read him saying that? I was like, "Fuck off, Jim Ryan! <laughs> Get out of here!" Um, God, yeah, it's you know it's funny because it like it does remind me keeping up sports analogy of like I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan and oh my god, it's just they draft well. Like, and they have players save their ass because they have very smart GMs, but like, God, in some ways, they're just the most antiquated franchise of all time. And that's how I feel about Sony. Like, they're so bad at the online stuff about like making smart, smart, intuitive moves to like, you know, just expand and like be forward thinking. But damn, if they don't like their version of drafting well, damn, if they don't make just insane quality games, like they're just right. It's about fostering that culture for two decades now. Just like we got all these studios, we know how to build out and flesh out studios, and we know what people want. Like we know what, uh, well, at least as far as like the, the um, just acclaim worthy third person. You know these just very story uh, narrative heaven worthy games that you know yeah. are critically acclaimed. Yeah, they like they absolutely knock it out the park in that regard. Um, but now the real the question really is, I feel like I saw someone, I think I think it might have been Imran Khan on Twitter, um, say something along the lines of feels like we're now about to enter the second wave of PlayStation exclusives. And it's really like the first wave of PlayStation 5 only exclusives. Um, which I was really? like, that's a that's a really good point. I'm very happy about that. Now that we funny is also been like Greg Miller and everybody on PS I Love You has been referring to it as like the wave two. Like did yeah. they think Ragnarok is the conclusion of like uh or not wave two phase phase two yeah. um and that this is like you know their MC MCU phase one done now um yeah. but yeah and I think that's a good point yeah it does feel like this is a definitive cutoff point boom now we go to the next slate right so now it's like okay what do you got in the bag for us what do you have in store for us because really aside from Spider Man two next year and, and PSVR two. Well, in PSVR 2, I'm talking about next year specifically. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we're like Spider-Man 2, PSVR 2, we know nothing about what Sony has in the future for us. We don't know if they have any other first-party games coming next year. 
We don't know what many of their studios are working on aside from Naughty Dog. We know that they're working on a Last of Us multiplayer thing. They have another project that works. Like we know that all these teams are working, but we know nothing about what most of them are working on. So I guess my yeah, the core I mean, talking point for this is really like, what's next for them? Is for next what's next for Sony in twenty twenty three? Like, what are they going to show us next year? What do you think we're going to see? I think they will show us a decent amount. But we were talking about yesterday what's actually going to get released, and I wouldn't be surprised if first party wise, excuse me, all we get is Spider Man two. Like I think at the end of the day that might be enough. Um. You just chalk it up to like a a development year, essentially. Um, and like I said, the MVP coming through. If Insomniac doesn't deliver, maybe it's like, oh, you know, maybe if Xbox is able to hit their year, it changes the narratives. But I think just if you close out hot with an absolute heater in Spider Man Two, and it's selling just buku copies, like absolutely, you can see, uh, you could see. Just people being like, yep, Sony's business as usual. And then you move on to 2024, where I assume we're going to get just a lot of this. We'll probably get a a lot more of that slate, too. Yeah, from their fate, quote unquote, phase two of title yeah, that they're working um, on. Like Ghost of Tsushima. Like some of these, it's like, oh, what are they working on? Sucker Punch. They're working on Ghost of Tsushima, too. Right. Um, like you, can, or you can theoretically guess it. Like, like you said, Sucker Punch, Ghost of Tsushima, too. Um, Haven, we know they're working on some type of online game, I believe it is. Um, I think so. Yeah, that's I. I'll be honest. Haven, Firewalk, Deviation, and Pixel Opus, because you've got a list of their studios here. No idea. Yeah. Um, even Bend, it's like, what the hell are they working on? They were brought in as the B team for uh, Last of Us Part One, and like, or as like a co team. I don't want to say B team in this respect in there, but yeah. And then I uh, like Naughty Dog. Is it because like they all really working on factions? I don't know. Is is well, there? Well, that's the thing. Like we know that there's something else. Like Neil Druckmann, when they announced Last of Us Part One, and they also announced the multiplayer, Neil Druckmann said, "Yeah, I'm also working on another game as well." So it's like, okay, what is that game? Is that Last of Us Part Three, or is it a new IP? Um, you know, from Sucker Punch. I mean, not Sucker Punch, from Body right. Dog. You know me, obviously. Uh, team Sobe. Um. Can't wait for, I assume it's another Astro game. Right, you would um, imagine. And and is that, that's the interesting part. Is that VR2, are they using it to push it? Or with this, like, I assume the success and everybody, like, just the general well-received uh, acclaim of Astro's Playroom, if that now just becomes a full-fledged first-party game um, that's, like, not, not hampered by VR, um, that'll be interesting. I think the big one is Blue Point because that, that is a big maybe one. Maybe be twenty twenty three. It could be. It is. Is really like okay. Are they doing another remake or are they doing their own IP? Like it's it's the giant question mark. I mean, we all want Metal Gear Solid, so we all hope they're doing a remake. Right. Everyone hopes that. Um, but yeah, like that's the thing. Like with so many of PlayStation Studios here, it's just like a giant question mark. Where like. Again, we can you can figure and guess what some of them are doing, but most of them it's like we don't we don't know. We know that there's something is going on. We've heard like tiny details, but we still know nothing about it. So I think that next year is the year where we hear about a majority of these projects, especially since this year there wasn't even a PlayStation showcase. Like normally they would have had one in September and they did not do that at all this year, just completely skipped. And I yeah. saw people online say, Oh, maybe they didn't do one because they don't want to 
make their platform seem too strong with the current, you know, Activision Blizzard acquisition going on and everything like that, and like tip the scales in Microsoft's favor at all. Which I mean, like, I feel like that's a it's an argument that I can understand. I could totally see that actually be like being some of PlayStation's reasoning, being like, you know what? We we're like, like, okay, guys, we're top tier. If we show too much that we're gonna be top tier for the next three, four years, Microsoft's definitely gonna get this. So um Let's maybe not show that we're going to be too top tier. Yeah, I just, I don't think that's, I think those people are getting a little too deep down the conspiracy rap, uh, theory rabbit hole there. I think Sony just doesn't like doing this shit. And so, like, with the lack of E3 being like, a, this is a necessity, uh, I think it's just kind of like, hey, we can pick and choose when we want to show up and show you guys things. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that next year for Sony, in terms of their first-party studios, we're going to be seeing a lot of what they're doing. I think we will find out a majority of this list of what they're working on. Maybe not all at once, but I think by the end of the year, we will have an idea or know more so, like be more solid in terms of our knowledge of each of their projects. To speak to how they survived that year, I mean, I like everybody will live, obviously, if there were no Sony exclusives, but... Uh, on top of Spider-Man, you have Final Fantasy 16 exclusivity midway through the yeah. year, which is important to a lot of people. You have, um, is PS4 remake, or is, I mean, is RE4 remake, is that also exclusive, or is that... It's PS5 and PS4, but only Series X and S for Xbox. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right, um, I wasn't sure, I because I, I feel like I remember the rumors. What about Silent Hill? Because, like, do they have that one? I think that's PS5 exclusive? only. Yeah. So, I mean, if if we definitely assume that, I mean, or not assume, but we know Final Fantasy is coming out. If you also have Silent Hill, like your third parties do do a lot of heavy lifting for you, all you need is Spider-Man. You know what I mean? If you have three big games, I mean, it's a slightly down year, but like that's still you're putting out bangers and people associate that with the Sony brand. Um, that's like, that's good enough. And then you roll that over to probably 24... 2024 where you have more actual first party stuff to show yeah and i guess that you there's also to take into account indies because like you know indies you know they're they're smaller yeah, wait, like, not wayfinder but uh viewfinder, viewfinder we just talked about that that's ps5 only yeah and like you know indies they can come along and like be big things like seafood when that came out that was playstation only and that was like big for the platform stray was you know arguably the biggest indie on the platform um who knows if we're gonna get another Kana game if we get another Kana game announcement next year like that'd be big for the platform and all like that so indies will definitely come through um and third parties will definitely come through to help make 2023 even though it's a down year for first party a still a solid year for playstation overall and then there's the other thing we haven't really talked about kind of touched on it here and there but also psvr2 psvr2 comes out february 22nd and obviously, they're going to be, well, you would imagine they'd be putting a lot of focus in marketing on PSVR 2, trying to show people why you need to buy in, why you should get this. And, you know, I imagine that's going to be a big focus for them for the first couple months of uh, 2023, from obviously like January up to April, I would imagine. Say that, but yeah, man, it just certainly doesn't seem like they give a shit about using it, right? Like, I don't know. The Sony Sony has this weird thing where they just and I think it's being a little more insular. It feels like and I guess it not being as like oh forward thinking. 
or it's just like they're fine sometimes just throwing money into like things that I like it's weird because we know they don't actually like any of these companies actually care about like gamers or you know any of like like they're not like oh here's one for you guys but it, at times it certainly feels that way when it's just like they walked the Vita out to essentially death you know what I mean they walked PSVR mm-hmm. one out to like I mean, it was PSV or PSV was more successful than they anticipated a little bit, but I still don't know if it was some huge net gain for them. And this certainly feels like the VR's equivalent to Vita, right? And I'm getting those vibes as we get closer. It's just like I, I think people are worried about that. People are worried that VR two will go the way of the Vita. And I maybe this is me having blind faith or blind optimism. Um but like I I hope that Sony does is not kind of having that mentality. I, I feel like Sony wouldn't be doing a PSVR2 if they didn't think that there was worth behind it, if they didn't think that there was some sort of value to it. I mean, PSVR one was for all intents and purposes uh, a test run in a sense. And they saw that, hey, you know, they knew they had, I guess you could say, reasonable profit margins on it for success and everything and they were like okay this is successful given that it's like a, a hamstring setup and all like that um and you know given that vr is niche we think that there's still more potential here we think that there's something worth doing here that's could provide value to us but also to players on console who want to do more vr stuff so i you know that's why they're making this so high tech and everything and i would like to believe that they they really want to, you know, make this thing successful. Are, they really care about it. Those are all literal talking points you could have made about the Vita. It wasn't like the Vita was marched out there with terrible tech. It wasn't like it was marched out there, you know, like with, it wasn't like it had a, didn't have a test run before with the PSP. Like, I think it's weird. I don't think sometimes you can explain their, their business decisions. Um, it does come across as Nintendo esque at times. Um, yeah, like I would just say, again, like the way I, I defer to Microsoft with like, we can only go off of what they've shown. I don't think Sony deserves the benefit of the doubt when it comes to weird side things that like, and don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with just putting something out, trying it, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, But like, yeah, I think we've only seen that from their weird side business ventures with the PSP and PS Vita that they are willing to just kind of throw something out and like not actually fully have its back um, despite some, you know, kind of half-assed attempts. And I think, I think it's trending towards that. Like, I'll just be real. I think this might be the last PSVR we ever get. I mean, that's possible. I mean, the way I, the way I look at PSVR just as a brand, whether it be this one or the last one, I look at it as like, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So, like, they know that it's not going to just, like, sell gangbusters right out the gate. Like, it's going to take time to build up uh, build up an audience, build up a sizable audience, and that they'll need to work to get good games on it from third party and first party. Um, I think they're aware of this, and that's why, you know, they have Fire Sprite working alongside Gorilla to uh, make a you know a horizon game that way it's not solely on gorilla to figure it out like you don't have to pull your entire first party team over to making a vr game like you could have some of them work alongside a different studio to make a vr game 
unless Team Asobi wants to just straight up make a whole lot of VR game, like they're well more than more than welcome to do it. And I know you'd be very happy if you saw them make a T uh Astrobot Rescue Mission 2 in PSVR 2. You'd probably be really happy oh, about that. No, I, I actually don't. Is as amazing as I think Astrobot is. Um I don't want to see that franchise die with VR. So please, dear God, just I really want it to just be a 3D platform, if I'm being real. I mean that's that's totally fine too. I mean I I think I'd probably I say it'd be awesome if it was on PSVR 2 because it'd be great for PSVR 2, but I would prefer if it was not because I would see myself getting PSVR 2 for a while and that would allow Astrobot, you know, to really thrive and get, you know, bigger, more wider appeal, especially after Playroom. And, you know, I would assume most PS5 owners played Playroom at least a bit. So like, hey, actually, this is pretty cool. It's pretty cool here. Um, The only, the final thing I just want to talk about PlayStation, I forgot to put it here, but just briefly, um, mobile. What do you think they're going to do with mobile? next year because you know they're trying to they're they've acquired a studio for mobile i think it's savage game studios is who they've acquired for their mobile ventures now um i that's one i just i feel like i have no feel for so i i wouldn't even be able to say really oh yeah that that's totally fine if you didn't have an answer i i don't know if i have much many thoughts on it either um aside from just it's gonna be interesting to see what you all do it's gonna be interesting to see the direction you all go with mobile. You know, you're trying to expand into it. So, I imagine in regards to mobile next year, it's gonna be more so just laying groundwork for you know more for for the actual grand reveal onto mobile in like 2024, 2025. I imagine that's why I see things going yeah. to PlayStation. Okay. And speaking of speaking of things that are impossible to predict, exactly. Now, Nintendo. Nintendo, you can never really predict what you're going to get from them. You can see you can see all these people online saying, oh, yeah, this is going to get announced and released this year. And then Nintendo says, no, it won't. Because we're yeah, we've been saying that about Metroid Prime's HD trilogy for like three years, man. Just give it up. That Twilight Princess and the Wind Waker remasters, it's just like, oh, yeah, it's going to come this year for sure. Nothing. Not happening. It, I, I believe the industry the inside reporters that are like yeah they exist and they're made because we've seen now nintendo like there it is kind of like a proven thing that they've they have stuff done ahead of time and they sit on it till they feel the timing is right to release it like from a market strategy point i mean nintendo's smarter than we're giving them credit for here um but i've given up on predicting when that'll be certainly like (laughs) could it be 2023 sure would i be surprised at all if it's not absolutely not yeah like there's I feel like Nintendo has probably, I don't, I was going to say maybe the biggest question marks around them for 2023, because aside from Tears of the Kingdom, we really don't know of any first party games that, you know, they might be working on or anything like that. We like their, their game slate is a giant mystery. Um, and then you know, aside from games, there's the hardware side, side of things where it's like, okay, now is this the year where they're finally going to announce the successor to the Switch? If it's not a successor, is it a Switch Pro? Like, or when are we going to hear about substantial new hardware? Is this the year? Um, yeah. So I, what, are, what are you thinking on that? You know, I think... I hate to be negative, but I just don't... Again, I've given up on predicting when they're going to release the Switch successor. I don't, I, so I hear my gut instinct is... There is no pro. I think there was a pro at one point. It's not happening. Yeah. It's going to be the successor. Whether that's a Switch 2, I don't know. 
Um, I haven't seen enough leaks or reports indicating, but I would assume they don't throw away the uh, goodwill and just the overall brand they've built with the Switch. They used to Switch 2 of some kind, whatever that's named. I don't know if it's 2023. I don't think it... I'll be real. I just don't think it is. Um, I think Nintendo's just somehow gotten by with record-selling years by just being like, here's what we got, man. And it's like, take it or leave it. And people are taking it. People are taking it in mass. Pokemon, they released two Pokemon games that sold absolute gangbusters this year. And that's coming off of Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which was like end of last year. Within the last 24 months, they've just sold insane units on uh, Pokemon. In the beginning of this and- year, there was Legends Arceus. That's what, that's what I'm saying. The last 24 months, they've sold three Pokemon games that have sold absolute gangbuster units. Um, we've had Kirby. I, you know, it's weird because it doesn't feel like some great, huge Nintendo year, but I mean, they've like put out decent stuff. They put out games. Um, and this year we're getting Tears of the Kingdom. So like, if that's it, man, if it's that and whatever other smaller games they throw out, like at the end of the day, I mean, I'm probably not going to bitch because I'd rather have Tears of the Kingdom more than anything else. So, right. No, yeah, it, it's just, it's just bizarre. Nintendo's a bizarre company. Like they, they make odd decisions. They announce things at like 8 p.m. Eastern time. It's like, what, what's happening here? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> um, yeah. But like Tears of the sure. Kingdom, it's... like Tears of the Kingdom, that is like their, the centerpiece of their 2023. And so like, I as long it. as Tears of the Kingdom comes out, Honestly, similar to like I said, baby. Starfield. Yeah, similar to like I said about Starfield for Xbox, Nintendo will be fine. Like Nintendo will be fine. Nintendo fans will be happy as long as Tears of the Kingdom comes out. Like that is all they could do, and I don't think people will be too bad. Yes, you have yeah. your people saying, "What about the Prime Trilogy? What about the Twilight Princess and Wind Waker remasters?" But that'd be nice, right? Probably going to be another Pokemon game next year because Pokemon comes out yearly at this point. Um, whatever the I actually I don't think there will be. Call me crazy. Really? Why not? I think, I don't know how many studios are on it. I think they might have just kind of, so to speak, blown their Pokemon load this past 24, uh, or not 24, 12 months. Um, And so I think, I just realized this at 24 months before. Yeah, 12 months is what I meant to say. Um, So I think maybe we have to wait another year. But I mean, like one off year after just having the insane year, like, collective year they did i think nintendo's fine with that um for sure zelda doesn't sell crazy so i think there's probably one other thing that we're missing that maybe isn't as flashy as far as like oh that game but like probably low-key sells way more than we realize coming um question i don't know you. what it is huh question, question for you do you think and this i guess this is getting like into real prediction high you know maybe conspiracy territory do you think that a new 3D Mario comes out next year or gets announced next year? I timeline-wise, it certainly feels like we're ready, but I I don't know, man. Like they've had time to seemingly create a Zelda. I swear it feels like they scrapped a Zelda at some point in the middle of it and then create another one from scratch. Uh it's been six years. You would think that we're ready for whatever Odyssey successor is. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I like, it's so weird. Or... You know, Tim, Tim, uh, 
one of the things he was predicting from kind of funny, one of the things he was predicting was like, it'll be a 2D Mario. Like we'll get 2D Mario. I think he thinks that they're both simultaneously working, but where my brain immediately went to is like, yeah, I could see them doing some shit like that to us. Just giving us 2D Mario instead of 3D Mario, especially because 2D Mario sells, I guess, historically way better. Um, Oh, interesting. So I could see them doing that. And we're all, and we could all just like assume, oh, 3D's coming. And it just doesn't come because they're like, well, we're doing 2D again. Would you prefer 2D Mario? God, no. I like, <laughs> I, so here's the thing confession here. I've never played Super Mario 2 and 3 or World. Okay. Neither have um, I. You're not alone. <laughs> so I don't have, yeah, because like I didn't grow up with in an older Nintendo house. I only played one because my uncle, uh, who's now deceased, he really loved the original Nintendo, had one in his home, showed me what it was. So I played the original and Duck Hunt and everything. Um, but he, uh, I didn't grow up around it constantly. And so my jumping off point was 64. That's where I started. And games, you know, even though I'm into retro, I still don't have this burning desire to go back and play uh, this NES stuff, but I will probably eventually. Um, So for me, 2D Mario has no nostalgia magic or anything like that. Um, Whereas I do enjoy 3D Mario a lot. Even if I wasn't the biggest fan and Odyssey is probably my favorite of those games. Um, but I would much prefer 3D. I just I'm a 3D platformer person at heart. I can enjoy 2D platformers, um, but like my favorite 2D platformer, push comes shove, is probably uh, Rayman Origins. I love that game. Mm-hmm. That was a good game. I don't. I might have played a demo for that one or Legends, one of the two. But I remember I like, almost you know, pl- people loving it. I almost platinum uh, Origins. It was just the time trials at the very end were brutal. So I couldn't get uh... through those. But everything else, did all the collectibles and everything. One mm-hmm. one trophy shy. Well, technically two but one trophy yeah. shy of the platinum and then there's also there's also been rumors for a while that a donkey kong game a 2d i think it's a 2d donkey kong game is the rumors is that there's some reference the there's some rumors that it was 3d okay um, give i'm interested in that give me 3d donkey kong i'd love it um that'd be a cool little surprise right but i think donkey kong it's weird because i feel like all the nintendo franchises we generally mm-hmm. speaking obsess over and love like you know on the internet do not sell as well as just stuff that we don't think sells well and so i think donkey kong is one of them where it's like oh new donkey kong and it's like yeah they don't put it out, out a lot because it doesn't sell same with metroid um and i think zelda luckily zelda's like the indie hit that made it as zelda's like we're gonna keep making indie f- we're gonna keep making zelda because we like it and also you guys like it but just to let you know it doesn't do numbers the way you think you weirdos think it does it doesn't do Animal Crossing, Mario Kart numbers. It doesn't do Mario Party numbers. Like it's it does just enough that we can keep making these things. I and we're all just like, like, thank you, Nintendo. I just had a thought. I know you're gonna uh-huh. hate it, but I just want to entertain the thought for a moment, okay? What if the the next Mario game? It is a 3D Mario, okay? But here's where you're gonna hate me. It's a movie tie-in. They're not doing it. Nintendo, <laughs> what Nintendo if, has just, too much. No, I know they're not. I know they're not. But what if, just imagine a world where that is the case, where that is what happens. The Mario game we get is a I'm Super Mario it. Brothers movie game. I'm full stop. I'm not playing that. You you don't, oh. you wouldn't want to. And like Chris Pratt is still voicing Mario in the game. You know, all the it's movie voice actors are the ones in the game as well. You're, you're still not in. No. <laughs> I do those. I'll buy a lot of. I'll buy a lot of Charlie Day's Luigi merch, and we can call it a day. Wrap it that. Jack Black as Bowser merch too. Don't forget it. 
yeah, I, I like Jack Black. Uh, I just Charlie Day's Luigi just cracks me up more. I guess. Yeah, it's more for the. It's almost like a for the memes moment. You know what I mean? Right. Not that it, it's no disrespect to Jack Black. He's great. Love Jack Black. Same with with Rogan. Um, and even like I mean, I not in the same cult kind of. They don't have the following, but like Anna Taylor Joy, phenomenal actress. The Witch, so underrated. Uh, she's also great in Split. Like really good actress so it's kind of crazy that they just have her for peach um it is hilarious how they brought together such a like well-received and well-liked cast of people and then chris pratt um it's just <laughs> I, I like no man, they, man. <laughs> uh no i he's yeah he's not it um don't care for chris pratt at all uh but <clears throat> it's just funny because he's just not like i know like a lot of families and whatever probably don't know really or care to them is just star lord and i think that was the decision at the end of the day it's just like oh he's in another big american movie we'll just yep that's cool that's fine we'll let like illumination was like here's what he's done and had his thing and nintendo was like oh he's in a marvel movie here's the sign off we don't care <laughs> um but i like it's funny because they just nail it feels like such a a nerd specific like <clears throat> fan cast almost for everything else and then it was just like and chris pratt <laughs> it's literally just the uh it's the it's the horse drawing and it's just the head is just the kid part. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. yeah. I knew that. I know it was never gonna happen. It was just an idea. I was like, huh. I wonder what if that actually happened. You're not getting me to play it, man. I'm just saying that right now. No, I, I would. I probably would have played it. Again, so no worries there. If it goes on sale, maybe I'll get it as a weird, disgusting little part of my collection. Just like look at this little gremlin I got in here, but. <laughs> But uh, uh, Nintendo games never go on sale, so we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, let's see. Is there anything else in Nintendo that we're like that we could think of for next year that we you know, want to go over, touch on? I hope they improve. You know, they're online. No, just that's that's always give a me a Waluigi three D platformer, or give me death. A Waluigi platformer. That's that's truly in my heart of heart, in my soul of soul. That's what I want. I mean, Wario had a platformer back in the day, so I mean, if anything, you know, Did Waluigi. He? Oh, that's yeah, yeah he... that's um, that's the GameCube one, right? Yeah, pretty sure it was the GameCube game. So like, he's had a platformer. I don't see why Waluigi Has can't he? have one. I I gotta look this. I... No, Wario definitely did. He definitely did. It was something like gold. Yeah, I, I'm figuring. I'm not saying you're like. I'm just like, which one was it? Okay, it was Wario World. I need to play this just for the meme. So I've seen the cover, and for some reason, I think for the longest time, I just assumed it was a more of a wario wear type game ah uh, um man now i gotta go that has to be in my collection all right <laughs> figure add it to the list um, i know it's kind of pricey too annoyingly but um we'll get added to the list give me give me the waluigi we can have a wario land give me give me waluigi land well yeah i'm a Walu waluigi main for for like all of the for cart and for everything so of course add i want give the man his love Give him his due diligence. Put him in Smash, way. damn it. Like, come on. That'd be fun. I mean, he gets the assist trophy treatment. One one of these days, he'll be a main. They're disrespectful. Like, I understand that Nintendo's like, why do people like these weird little weirdos we created? I understand they're like neglect, uh, like they're disgust for our love for them. But like, the fact that they're like, okay, but also we're going to give Wario all of this like love. I'm like, no, Wario is the more disgusting little gremlin of the two. And you need, like, show show Waluigi some more love, man. Yeah, it's weird that Wario gets it, but Waluigi doesn't. It's just really odd. 
I think personally. It's just weird. Yeah, and I feel like if you polled just not just the like people that care about this stuff, you pull people on the street, most people would be more amenable to playing stuff with Waluigi, is would be my guess. That's an interesting poll idea right there. Because he seems Waluigi less, or let's just be real. He seems less creepy. They're no, both they, creepy. They both seem equally creepy, in my opinion. One is just no, I think Wario's creepy. like that extra tier, man. I, well, don't get me wrong. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm acquiescing that Wa- Waluigi is indeed creepy. That's part of the charm. But Wario goes to a level I think a lot of people would be scared to be like, honey, stand away from that man. <laughs> and I think I... Waluigi's just like, he's creepy, but I don't know if I'm allowed to judge him. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. We're getting off the rails. We're getting off the rails here. Yeah. Let's, reel, let's reel it in. Bring it back. Reel it in. That's... Overall, I mean, that's it pretty much. That's yep. Overall. Unless you've got some bold, bold predictions here. No, no. Overall, I think 2023 for all three platform holders going to be a good year. Going to be an interesting year. It's kind of going to be like, I guess you could say a period of transition of sorts. Um, for some company. Yeah, it's like, I do think it'll be, I think it'll be an interesting, I think interesting was the perfect word there. I think it'll be a very interesting word or year to look back on. Um, yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. Does it? It's got it's loaded with bangers, and we'll talk about that obviously coming back. Um, but like I do think even just aside from the games, it'll be interesting to see where a lot of these companies uh take everything. So yeah, you 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 summation oh summated, you summarized it all perfectly. So on that note, thank you all so very much for watching and or listening to this episode of the Playwin Podcast. Uh, you know, of course, subscribe if you are on podcast services. And on YouTube as well. Subscribe, hit the notification bell on YouTube. Let us know down in the comments your thoughts on you know what you're expecting from each of the three platform holders in 2023. Are you expecting yeah, big know, from them? Are you expecting nothing from them? Let us know your expectations, your hopes, your dreams for 2023 from each of these platform holders. Um, five star review on podcast services helps out a bunch. Uh, hit up the site playwardgames.wordpress.com. It's the home for all of our content, so check that out. Also hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Play2WinGame. Uh, follow us over there for updates on the show as well uh, and more. Again, as a reminder, there will not be this uh, this episode that we are recording here, episode 88, is going live on December 26th. There will not be an episode for the first week of January. There will be no podcast episode that week. We will be back January 9th. That is a Monday. Um, January 9th will be back with a new episode of the podcast that'll be our game of the year episode so all that said tyler where can people find you good game we lost instagram tiktok uh youtube um obviously if you're here from the the clips thank you they've been doing a, they've been doing all right numbers wise so i'm trying to get more of those out there done quite a few this week so yeah appreciate uh people liking watching those and uh, if you're here from the podcast thank you and um yeah keep liking the stuff uh i'll keep making stuff Awesome. And you can find me over on Twitter at TylerMiller2496, where I will maybe be talking about how my COVID situation is going. Um, but I'll also be talking about, you know, whatever games I'm playing. Uh, about fun stuff as well. He's not all not right. all the sickness, guys. Right. No, I'm good. Probably maybe I'll tweet about Chainsaw Man and My Heroes. I gotta catch up on those. Maybe I'll watch some movies and everything. You know, I tweet about a bunch of things that I'm interested in. So give me a follow, chat with me over there. I'm more than happy to talk with you all. That said, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Plain One Podcast. Thank you all so very much for watching and for listening. Enjoy your holidays. Have a great one. We'll talk with you all next time. Peace. Have a good one, everyone.